We give you all the glory, honor, and praise this morning, King of Kings. We are gathered unto your name. We are here because of you. We are alive because of you. And we are here because of you. It's all about you this morning, Heavenly Father. We have come to receive a word that changes lives. We have come to receive a word, the bread of life. The word that satisfies our spirit. We have come to hear the word of God and to receive a word that brings healing to our lives. The word that increases faith. The word that increases knowledge. This morning we ask our Father, open our hearts to be receptive to your word. Let the spirit in your word enter us. Let our lives and our destinies never be the same. Let your word have its full course in our lives. Through your word all things were made. Let our lives be made anew as we listen to your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So we kindly be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's celebrate God. Hallelujah. As we sit down, let's celebrate God. Glory to God. Amen. We have been going foundations of our Christian work and have gone through a lot of foundations of repentance and faith and all that. This morning we are going through foundations of baptism. Baptism. The foundations of baptism. And I'm actually preaching or teaching on a message entitled The Importance of Water Baptism. Can we kindly have Hebrews 6 verses 1 to 3? Hebrews 6 verse 1 to 3. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Of the doctrine of baptisms. Hallelujah. That's what I want to say. Or the baptism of the doctrine of baptisms. So it means that we have different kinds of baptisms. But one of the baptisms that you're going to start with, or the first baptism that we all must know and adhere to, was the water baptism. Hallelujah. The water baptism is the first of all the kinds of baptisms that we have. So one may ask, what is baptism? What is baptism? Baptism. The word baptism came out of the Greek word baptizo. It came out of the Greek word baptizo. And baptizo means to put under, to immerse, or to dip. Baptizo means to put under, to immerse, or to dip. So as the word itself is, it defines what baptism is all about. Baptism means you must go into water. It must be dipped into water with your entire body. So that's what baptism is all about. When water is put on your head, it's not baptism. There's a significance to the baptism, and that's what I'm going to dwell on. The reason why we must, must go into the water with all our bodies, go inside the water and come out. There's a significant a significance to it. Hallelujah. Now, baptism is a fulfillment of righteousness. Baptism is a fulfillment of righteousness. Let me have Matthew 3, 13 to 15. Most of us don't even know what baptism really entails, but this morning we're going to learn what it entails. And those of us who have not been baptized, take the opportunity to be baptized. Those of us who have been baptized already, get to know what it is and live according to it. Hallelujah. It says that Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to baptize by him. 
And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you and you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. Let me emphasize that, Lord, let me bring it out that John was baptizing unto repentance. John was baptizing so that people repent of their sins. But Jesus going into the water changed the course of baptism from just a mere repentance to what? To a fulfillment of righteousness. One important thing we all must understand and note is that baptism does not save. It does not bring salvation. Baptism by itself cannot save you and I. We are saved by faith in Christ Jesus. Let me have Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9. We are saved by faith through Christ Jesus. So baptism in itself does not bring salvation. It is what proceeds after salvation. He said, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that's not of yourself. It is the gifts of God. So it means that we are saved through faith in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It is not baptism that brings salvation. But baptism is necessary after salvation. Baptism acts as a seal on our salvation. It's as if somebody asking that somebody gets married. Somebody goes to see, a man goes to see a family of a woman and gets married. They, are, they prepare, perform all the um, customary rites and the woman is married to the man. They are joined. What shows that you are married is the ring on your finger. It's an evidence of what has taken place. So when we stand here and we are joined, I put you together as a man and wife. What shows that you are married is the ring on your finger. That's what baptism is. So the ring in itself is not marriage. Because marriage has already taken place. You understand me? It has already taken place. So our salvation has already taken place. And the baptism is a sign or a seal on our salvation. It shows that you, are, you, you belong to Christ. So it's a symbol that shows that you have made a decision. That you, have be, you belong to Christ. You have dedicated your life to God. And you have put your hope, your trust, and faith in him. Now Jesus submitted himself to be baptized for a reason. He was not baptized unto repentance. Because he had no sin to repent of. But he going into the water changed the course of baptism for a mere water repentance unto fulfillment of righteousness. He went into the water to give us an example to follow. John 15 verse 3. This is something we must all understand. Hallelujah. It says you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So baptism does not bring repentance because you, before you go into the water, you are already clean. But you go into the water to fulfill your righteousness, to act as a seal on your salvation. The second thing you must understand and note is that baptism is a public declaration that you are a follower of Christ. Baptism is a declaration that you are a follower of Christ. It's a ring on your finger. Mark 16 verse 16. He who believes 
and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Hallelujah. So baptism is not done inside, it's done outside. It's a public declaration that you are a follower of Christ. When somebody wants to get married, it's not married inside. For, for, uh, for, uh, for uh, like, I, I don't, you just don't meet and say, I want to marry you, you go inside and get married quietly. No, you do it publicly for everybody to know that you are married. That is why marriage, you invite people to witness what is going on. Hallelujah. So baptism is a public declaration that we have made a decision that I belong to God. Hallelujah. It's a public declaration. That is why it is made outside. To announce to the world that who you belong to. The first thing you must understand about baptism is that baptism is an act of obedience. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Baptism is an act of obedience. What baptism is, is an act of obedience. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Let's roll. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Please watch the rule with me. Teaching them to observe all things which I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So baptism is more like a command. Jesus commands us to be baptized. So when you allow yourself to be baptized, it's an act of obedience to, the, to Christ Jesus. In John 8 verse 31. John 8 31. This is, a, this is something must take notes. Hallelujah. Must take note because it's very, very important. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. If you obey my word and do my word, you are my disciples indeed. So when we allow ourselves to baptize, it shows that we are obeying Christ and we are his disciples. Now I want to talk to you about the importance of baptism, water baptism. It's significance. Why it is so important that every believer must be baptized. Baptism is an action that demonstrates or portrays the union of the believer with Christ in his death, his burial, and resurrection. Baptism is an action that demonstrates or portrays the union of the believer with Christ in his death, in his burial, and his, his, his resurrection. When you talk about union, it means your oneness with Christ. Our oneness with Christ. What makes us one with Christ is through what? Baptism. We are baptized into the death of Christ. We are baptized into his burial. And we are baptized into his resurrection. So there are three significance or the three main reasons why we are baptized. Romans 6, 1 to 3. Romans 6, 1 to 3. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Hallelujah. So we're baptized into his death. Now I'm going to explain to you what it means to be baptized into his death. 
what it means to be baptized into the death of Christ. Hallelujah. The main reason for Christ's death was because of sin. That was the main reason why he nailed him to the cross. It was all because of sin. 2 Corinthians 5 21. 2 Corinthians 5:21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin. So let me explain this verse clearly. Christ was without sin, but he took that sin, he took your sins and my sins upon him. And he made him a sinner. He was holy without without any sin, but our sins was came upon him. Our debt was robbed, was taken off us, and was put on him. And Bible said he paid the penalty of sin because Bible said that the wages of sin is death. So we're supposed to die. But what happened is that he took our place and paid our penalty, so that we don't have to die for paying for our sins. So he died that we might live. So when we are baptized, we are baptized into his death. And I'm going to explain it. Romans 6 verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of life is eternal in Christ. The gift of life, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin. So you and I were supposed to pay for our sins. The sins that we have committed, you're supposed to pay for our sins. But Christ came and there was an exchange. He took our death upon him. Now what happens is that when we are baptized, we are baptized into his death to to, uh, put to death the sin in our lives. What should have taken us to the cross or what should have caused us to die was our sins. Now Christ became the sin and he died for our sins. So when we are baptized, we are baptized to put to death sin in our lives. That is the main focus. We are baptized into a death. What caused him to die? Sin. So when we are baptized into Christ, there is a burial that takes place in our lives. We put to death death. We put to death sin in our lives. Galatians 2 verse 18 to 20. Let me ask a, a simple question. If you and I were given a second chance to live again, will you continue to live the way you used to live? If you and I were given a second chance... You die and you come back to life. Will you continue to live the way you used to live? What are the things you do right? I believe we will check our lives. The life we, we lived. The things we used to do. And then do them do better. Hallelujah. That's what, that's what we all do. Baptism. We must all see baptism as a second chance to live. Galatians 2 verse 18 to 20. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For, th- for I through the law die to the law that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I live now in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So when we are baptized, we are crucified with Christ. We are all self, all that concerns our life is death. The life with the sinful nature is put to death. So as we all sit here, if you are baptized, you are a new person altogether. The old self is dead. Is everything that concerns the old sinful man, all sinful nature is put to death. Most of the time, we don't understand what we what we do, so we don't do it and do it well. We don't value what has been placed in our lives. Hallelujah! 
you know, we continue to live the life that we used to live because we think that it's okay. You go through baptism. And how many of us are baptized in the church? Let me see by hand. How many of us are baptized? Those are not baptized. Please, after church, kindly see my, my Pastor K or myself after church. We'll take you through the educative uh, class and you get baptized. Hallelujah. Amen. So, not many get the opportunity that we have, we have gotten. Not many get the opportunity of living again that we have gotten. So, we have put to death the old sinful nature in our lives. Now, we cannot continue to live the life we used to live anymore. Because the old person who you used to be is dead. Who you used to be before you came to Christ is dead. That is what baptism is all about. Romans 6 verse 6 to 7. Let, let's look at that verse. Romans 6 verse 6 to 7. So when we, when we get baptized, we will crucify the old sinful man. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. That the body of sin might be done, with, might be done away with. That we should no longer live we should no longer be slaves to sin. Hallelujah. The old person that we used to be has been crucified. So baptism is an, a demonstration of what has taken place spiritually in our lives. Do you understand this? It's, it's an evidence of what has taken place spiritually in our lives. So it's a demonstration of what has happened in our lives. Say, for he who has died has been freed from sin. He who has died has been freed from sin. Sin does not have dominion over us anymore because we have died and we have been we have died with Christ. The old person is dead. Now, what happens when we put to death is that we, we, we crucify our weaknesses. To, to, be buried with, to die with Christ means you, you die with your the, the wickedness that in your life is death. All the wickedness in our life, the things that we think we're struggling with. Listen, it, let me tell you something. Sometimes we think that, oh, I can't stop this thing because I don't know, I try, but I can't stop it. It's a thing of the mind. It's your mind that makes you think that you cannot stop. Because God has given us authority over sin. That old person is dead through sin. It is dead. It's no more. Colossians 2 verse 11. Colossians 2 verse 11. Colossians 2 verse 11. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. Look at this verse. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Hallelujah. Let me have the NIV version of this verse. Let me make it clearer. In him you were also circumcised in the putting of the sinful nature, not with the circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ. So it means something happens to our lives when we are baptized. There's a circumcision that takes place in our lives. The circumcision is that it puts to death that old sinful man, the dead person, that person that had a weakness in his life that could not stop whatever thing sin that he was doing. God, there's a circumcision that takes place in our lives. So you, you cannot live that life anymore. That weakness is over. Let me remind us that baptism is an act that reminds us of the, of the circumcision of sin in our lives. Baptism is an act that reminds us of the crucifixion in our lives. It reminds us that we have been dead before. That thing that used to do is in my past. It's dead. It's no more. Now, what what does it mean to be buried with Christ? 
What does it mean? Say we are we are dead with Christ and we are buried with him. What does it mean to be buried with him? Romans 6 verse 4. Romans 6 verse 4. It says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Hallelujah. So what do we put to, what, what do we bury? What do we, what, what, what do we, what is that burial that takes place in our lives? Baptism is a burial. So what is the burial? What, what are we burying in our lives? We are burying our old sinful past. We are burying our old who you used to be, the life you used to live. You are burying the old person that you used to be, the sinful person. You are burying that person. It's, it's not anymore you that live, but Christ that lives in you. So you are burying that old person. That is why I began by saying that Baptism is a second chance to live. Not many get the opportunity that you and I have gotten. Baptism is a second chance to live. I ask the question that if we're given a second chance to live, if you die, then we're given a second chance to come back to life. What are the things that you do right? Stop. There's so many things that you will not do again because it, 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 it was, it's worthless. It was leading us to hell. So the things that we will not do anymore, we have to stop them. Hallelujah. So baptism is a physical demonstration of burial. Baptism is a physical demonstration of burial. Going underwater is, is a burial. And parting with our old sinful past. It is an outward sign of, or that demonstrates that you are dead and buried. Everything to do about your past is, is buried. That is why we must not allow our past to haunt us. Don't allow your past mistakes, the past failures, the sins you have. Let me tell you something. No matter the intensity of your sins, it is buried. It, God has written them off. Everything that associates with who you used to be is forgotten. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Let's read that verse. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Therefore, if, any man, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. Let me tell you, everything that associates with who you used to be is dead and buried. Hallelujah. Everything that's, don't allow the mistakes of your poor. One of the things the enemy will always try to do is will try to torment us. One time we're having an executive class. And a guy came to me and was asking me a question. So, Pastor, I used to be an armed robber. I've killed before. Do you think God will forgive me? I'm saying, you can't forgive. God has forgiven you. God is not going to, God has forgiven you. It's written off. So are you sure? Sometimes I remember the things I've done. I, 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 I think that God cannot forgive. God, I've killed before. No matter the intensity of what you have done, it is buried in your past. And God has written them all off. Never to remember them again. So you and I must not live with the torment of our past. The things you have done in your past, the mistakes you have done in your past. Sometimes some of us, like, um, that our past hurts us. When you look at the things you have done in your past, it hurts you, it hurts you, it torments your life. But it should not anymore because God has written them all off through baptism. Colossians 2 verse 12 and 14. It said, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the death. Verse 14. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirement that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it on the cross. 
So every handwriting, everything that was written concerning our lives in our past, the things you have done, the abortions you have done, only God knows how many abortions you have done. In our past, God has written them all off. Now you are a virgin before God. Hallelujah. It's as easy as that. So that's what makes God's word so simple. It's as simple as that. He's written them all off. Is buried. So that's why we are buried. We are said we are buried with Christ. We bury our past. We bury the sins you have committed. Is that person? Let me tell you something. That person who you used to be is buried, is dead, and gone. You're a new person before God. That who, whatever sin that you have done in your past is buried. So some time ago, I saw a friend of mine and was trying to remind me of my past. Was telling me, hey, do you used to, do you remember how when we used to go to this school and we used to jump? I'm saying, that person is dead, though. That person you used to be called Jackie. Now I'm Hesba. <laughs> that person is dead. And anyone that is dead is forgotten. That is why you have to forget your past. Who you used to do, who you used to be, the things you used to do, that is buried. That is why you have to go through the, the baptism. It's buried, you buried. Let me tell you something. Baptism will take you. You go, I, I was baptized by pastor. You go inside the water, your whole body. I was telling pastor that I had gone to the uh, 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 a new one. Then I said, pastor, can I, I, when I was going to baptize, I tied the wig that, that one that I cannot go into the water. The whole hair, said so the hair must go into the water. And you push the hair into the water. Because it's a barrier. So everything that concerns your life must go inside the water and you come out of the water. There's a barrier that takes place when you are put under the water and you are brought out. Hebrews 8 verse 12. Hebrews 8 verse 12. Are you being blessed this morning? Are we learning something this morning? Yeah. It said, I'll be merciful on their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I'll remember them no more. When you, when, when you became born again, let me say something. All the sins we committed, when you give your life to Christ, God wrote them all off. So baptism is a demonstration of what has taken place in our lives spiritually. The sins you have committed, the women you have disappointed, the men you have, the men you have chopped their monies, and it's, God has written them off. He has forgiven you. Hallelujah. I'm dialing some phone numbers. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now let me talk to you about what it means to be risen with Christ. So let me, let me emphasize this, that please, don't allow the mistakes of your past to haunt you. Sometimes, sometimes as humans, we sit down and sometimes regret that some of the things I have done. Hey, if I had known God before I knew him now, I'm not sure. It doesn't matter going menacing on your past when it's, that person is dead and gone. There's no point in thinking about the things that you used to have done before and, and you get the mistakes you have made in your past. There's no point in reminiscing on it. Don't think about it. The enemy will always try to bring those thoughts back into our minds. Reminding of your past. Who you used to be. But listen, you must know who you are. That person is dead and gone. Hallelujah. That person is not living anymore. Who you used to be does not matter. If somebody reminds you of your past, I remember I, uh, they, I, one time I went to have one, one pastor, one man of God. And there was a nickname somebody told me that when I mentioned that nickname to that person, the person would laugh. So when I went to it, I said, hey, and I mentioned that nickname, I said, hey, that person is dead though. 
person is dead. Don't come in. My dad person is dead. Oh, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Hallelujah. Don't let you put a mind of your pastor. Somebody will see a mind of your pastor and the kind of nicknames you used to have be. They might say that that person is dead. Oh, that person is not living anymore. Hallelujah. Now let me talk to you about what it means to be risen with Christ. He said we are buried with him. We are, we are, we are dead. We are, we are, we are baptized into his death. We are buried with him and resurrected with him. What it means to be risen with Christ. Romans 6 verse 4 to 5. Romans 6 verse 4 to 5. And I'll jump to 9 to 14. So one thing that takes effect in our lives is that when it come out of the water, it's a new life altogether, a newness of life. Therefore, we're buried with him. We're buried with him through baptism into death. Just as Christ was raised from the death by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Let's go verse 5. For we have been united together in the likeness of his death. Certainly, we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Let's jump to verse 9 because of time. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. So it means that has not, does not have dominion over you and I. Hallelujah. Let's rule. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. Let me stop here. Let me tell you something. We must be dead to sin. When he says you are dead to sin, it means that sin does not have any authority and control over you. Hallelujah. We must be dead to sin because we come out as a new person altogether. Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey in its last. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. And your members are as instruments of righteousness to God. Verse 14. For sin shall not have. Let's read this verse together. For sin shall not have dominion over you. If you are not under law, but under grace. Hallelujah. We come out of the water as a new person altogether. A new life. A new person. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are a new person altogether. Coming out of the water is a sign of a new life. And passing on from death to life. You pass on from death to eternal life. Wow, what a blessing. To die and to be buried and to rise up again. There was a reason why Christ died. There was a reason why he was buried. And he stayed in in burial for three days. And there was a reason why he rose again. It was all because of you and I. It was a demonstration of something. Hallelujah. So it's a sign of a spiritual rebirth. When somebody says, I am born again. You are born again spiritually. But you demonstrate your being born again through baptism. It's a sign of a rebirth. It's a sign of being born again. It's a sign of regeneration.
generation, you have come back to life again. Now the things you used to do, I do them no more. The place I used to go, I go them no more. Now it's a new life altogether. Listen, if you have been baptized, don't take your second chance to live for granted. Because the amazing thing about baptism is that we are baptized only once in our lifetime. Only once in our lifetime through the dipping and coming out of the water. Only once in our lifetime. So don't take the second chance to live for granted. Because you will not get a third chance to live. Hallelujah. We have buried our old person, the whole person who used to be. And we have come out as a new person altogether. A new life. Now life has begun for us. A fresh start. Hallelujah. It's such a great blessing. Is it not? It's a great blessing. One thing we must not keep on doing is that don't keep on going to the graveyard. When Christ rose up from the grave, he left the graveyard. He walked out of the graveyard. But some of us keep on going back to the graveyard. When you are baptized and you come out of the water, you must not go back to who you used to be. It's like a dog vomiting and then going back on its vomit. There's a reason why we go through the baptism. It's a fresh start altogether. So you come out of the graveyard and you walk. You don't walk backwards. You walk into a newness of life. All things have become new. Let me have Colossians 3 verse 1. Colossians 3 verse 1. If then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Let's roll. So it means that if you come out of the water as a new person, your desires in life must change. Your focus in life must change. Hallelujah. Set your mind on things above and not on things that are on earth. Now no more. Let me tell you something. The things that we struggle so much for, we leave them all behind. All the things we desire to have on earth, the monies, the cars, the houses. Let me tell you something. I have never seen anybody who, who bought 10 cars and when he was buried, and when, he was, when he died, he was buried even in one. You, you, they will cut a small piece of the, the earth and put you in a small piece that can take your body and put you in. All the things we struggle for, we leave them all behind. In the newness of life, you must change your focus. You must change your desires. The things you want in your life must change it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all other things shall follow you. All the other things you want, it will come to you. But seek God first. He must become your ultimate focus in life. It's all about Christ. It's all about God. Your life must not become all about your job, all about money, all about this, all about that. Traveling abroad, buying houses, buying wigs, and buying this, and doing this. You will leave them all behind. You will leave them all behind. I believe that if you have died and you have come back to life, physically, somebody has died and has come back to life. You see that? His focus will shift. Because, hey, I've died before. And I've come back. I had a taste of hell. I came back. I saw how hell was. I saw how heaven was. And it came back to life. How would that person live like? How would that person live like life like? His focus will shift. He become more loving. More kind to people. 
it will just change entirely. That's what baptism must do to us. That is what the focus of baptism is all about. We must change focus. We must change direction entirely. Let's roll. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Let's roll. For you died and your life is hidden in, with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Your life is now hidden. Your life is hidden in Christ in God. Let me tell you something. Those of us who are afraid of witches and wizards and, and generational curses, you are wearing yourself. Your life is hidden. If anybody wants to get to you, the person must go through Christ and go through. The person cannot even go through Christ. Let them get to God. Your life is hidden in Christ. In, because Christ is in God. Your life is hidden. So don't be afraid of witches and wizards. You have small dreams and you're afraid. You see do- your dog in your sleep and you're afraid. Everything. Somebody, somebody, we worry ourselves too much. We, we are so worried about everything, everything. You see a little coach in your house. Hey, we're just in my house. And you go and take water. You're worrying yourself. What can they do to you? Hallelujah. You go to work. They have put Somebody has put pad on your table. Wipe it off. And sit down. It doesn't have any authority over you. Hallelujah. Let's go on. When Christ, when Christ who is our Lord, our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your member, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is adultery. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon, upon the sons of your disobedience. Let's rule. In which you yourself once worked when, we, when you lived in them. Let's read verse 8. But now you yourself are put, put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Verse 10. And have put on a new man. Say a new man. Say a new man. Who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. He says, you have put on a new person. So you must work. You work into a newness of life. And one amazing thing about working in newness of life is that we are baptized into a, into, we are baptized into, into a position in Christ. Hallelujah. We are baptized. Baptism confirms our position in Christ and affirms the blessings of the Father on us as his children. Where Christ sits is where we sit. Your life cannot be downwards. Your life must be upwards. Hallelujah, somebody. Your life cannot be, you cannot be some way anymore. Once you decide to walk in the newness of life, all things. Listen, baptism ensures or enforces God's promises over your life. You are partaker of every blessing that is in Christ. Hallelujah. So when you are baptized, let's not take our baptism for granted. It's a second chance to live. And don't abuse a second chance to live. Some of us have been baptized, but you look at our lives and we are living some way. As if we are not baptized. We don't understand what we are doing. But I believe this morning we have, an, we have understood what baptism is all about. And let's go when we continue from there. Hallelujah. What, 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 what is the importance or significance of baptism? It's not only the, the, the death, the burial. and No, no, there's more to it. Glory to God. Let's kindly be on our feet. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let me be identified as your true disciple through my thinking and my behavior.
in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, begin to pray. Thank you, precious Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the simplicity of your word. We pray that the relevance and the significance of baptism will continue to dawn on us. That if we died with him and were buried with him and we rose with him through baptism, therefore, we are new in Christ. And therefore, let the newness of life demonstrate on our lives in Jesus' name. Cause us to be conscious that we are buried, we have died the old life, the old past, and now we are new in Christ Jesus. Let this grace dawn upon us and cause us to take our steps carefully by your word. Thank you for the entrance of your word. Continue to honor us in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give a big clap of one to? Let me see that one more minute. That's very much important. Pastor Esba, thank you very much.